Hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, our merch store is going well. Thanks so much to everyone who purchased stuff this week. We've got a range of stuff in there currently for you to spend your hard-earned cash on. There are t-shirts, hoodies, bags, mugs, all of which are lovingly pebble-dashed with our intellectual property for you to choose from. All proceeds from merch sales go towards keeping the wheels turning on this fantasy juggernaut. The more you buy, the better quality the little umbrellas and our cocktails get. That's the deal. So, to do your part in helping us, simply go to adventurers-anonymous.com and click on the link in the header that says merch. And remember, anyone who sends us a picture of themselves wearing our merch can get themselves featured on our social media pages. So, happy shopping, my friends! But of course, if you can't wait that long, there is a competition to win some free goodies in this week's episode. So keep your ears peeled for that. Also, the eagle-eyed amongst you may have noticed that we posted some fan art on the socials this past week. Our mailbox was lit up as the multi-talented superfan, Catman Jones, sent us a sketch that he had done of Maud, which came complete with an anatomically correct cock nose. That's currently in pride of place on our fridge door. As a thank you, we will be sorting some goodies out for Catman from the merch store. Right, it does get say every week, but it is worth noting that the content from here on in is not suitable for tiny ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Especially this week, as I had wildly misjudged the strength of the cocktails we were drinking and may have totally derailed the podcast more than a few times with my unique brand of Tommy Rod. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, Matt, Shan, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Good. We just started recording halfway through Matt stabbing himself with a craft knife. So that's a little treat for our listeners out there. It's going to be a great day. That soundbite would get used so much throughout the campaign if yeah. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's kick off this episode with a few intros, because I know how much you love my intros. So first up, we have a true blue blood, the undisputed Queen of Croydon herself, it's Chanel Williams. Hello. How you doing, my lady? All good, all good. Yeah? You're showing off with your fresh-cut flowers? I'm showing off with my fresh-cut flowers and also my homemade Kraken cocktails. Croydon Kraken. Spoilers, we haven't even got to the section of the fucking podcast where we talk about what we're drinking. Come on, keep your shit together. <laughs> Next up, we have the heir to the podcast throne, the Prince William to our royal jubilee. He's been groomed from a young age to succeed me. It's Chris Neal. How are you doing? Groomed from a young age to succeed you. The fuck is that all about? Can I just point out I don't know, that I was think. not the original intro? I didn't have much time to do these intros. The I'm original sorry. intro was uh, Dominic Cummings, uh, he's bald, uh, Chris Neal. Mm. And that leads us nicely <laughs> onto his more talented brother, the Prince Harry to my Oprah-like aspirations. It's the one and only Chris Rag. How's it hanging? Oh. Very, very nice. It's, it's hanging well, thank you. You're, you're definitely the Prince Harry of that partnership. 
I'll tell you that every day. It must be my amazing beard. Mm. I think it is. I think it is the amazing beard. And finally, we couldn't have the podcast without this man. Very much the Prince Andrew to our Pizza Express. It's Matt Durant. Which Prince Andrew is a good one, right? <laughs> Very sweaty. Very sweaty. Mm. Yeah, the one, the one, no one who sweats can be a bad man, right? And don't say you're not. I mean, you literally drunk drink out of a cup made of children's skulls. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But right, Chanel's already ruined the next section. What are everyone drinking? Uh, I'm I'm sipping on some Red Willow beer tonight. Mm, Red beer. Willow beer is nice, delicious. What manner of beer is that? Is that some fancy beer in a can? It's not some fancy beer in a can. It was a from the from the draft. Uh, yeah, it's a little little brewery in Macclesfield. Nice, 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 nice. Neil, what are you drinking? Uh, just gin and tonic tonight. Um, I was tempted to um, to crack out stuff to make espresso martinis, but I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning on Parkway half naked with a bacon sandwich <laughs> stuck to stuck to my face. So um, I don't want you to go hungry. So well, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I think the listeners do. The listeners want you high on bar salts, running down the side of the freeway naked. Well, then they'd better tune into Adventurers Anonymous after dark. Is this is this a patron Ooh. tier to like the, the Bob Park? That, that, that is patron tier. I'm going to set up a Patreon so that I, people can pay me to get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Chanel, you know what we're drinking. What are we drinking, Chanel? You uh, made these things. We are drinking Dark and Stormies mm. because when someone who will, rena- will remain nameless went to the shop and came back with Kraken and only half the amount of limes and only half the amount of... Uh, <laughs> Well, ginger beer, and then went back to the shop to go and get the remainder of the limes rocked up with crabbies. Four percent ginger beer. So now the drink, the drink that he's drinking is thirty percent. Right, Matt, what are you drinking? Uh, it's it's the hipsters' uh, least mass market beer of choice, Brewdog Plus Lager. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you can feel the listeners' sphincters clenching at you selling out drinking Brewdog. I know. Did you invest in them? Yeah, everything. I'm completely I'm up to my eyeballs in uh, in Brewdog debt. Oh. <laughs> Brew debt. Did he touch you as well? <laughs> well, no. The, did, he, uh, did he take you on the roof? Did he what? Did he take you on the roof? A brewery tour. Is that... Is he that, take you on a special brewery. That's the. That's. The, I appreciate. That's I've, I've, I've seemingly watched more documentaries on Brewdog than you have. Um, did he let you play with his mash tun? Did he? Uh, no. The, uh, Hashtag panorama. Did he spread his yeast all over you? No. Yes, no. I remember that. The yeast. Okay. <laughs> oh, the yeast. <laughs> Come on. Let's save us from this disgusting talk by me giving you a recap so we can get the fuck on with it. These recaps get longer and harder to write as you do more and more stupid shit. Right, come on, browser, don't fail me. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had found themselves poised on a knife edge, surrounded by the smoking wreckage of Nutbush Penitentiary Kitchen, the still warm dead body of the demon twitching next to them, as the chief warden looked on aghast. They needed to stump up some excuses and fast. Reaching elbow deep up his own asshole, Tatty decided to lie to the chief warden and pretend that the party were in fact government agents sent to assess the penitentiary's running conditions. No one is 100% sure 
just how much the chief warden bought into the lukewarm ass gravy of an excuse. But he did, however, know that he had an excuse to get rid of them, and as they had been the cause of his current issues. After all, his office had been ransacked only the day before, and more importantly, his pile cream and applicator glove had been stolen. Hemorrhoids are no joke. Shuffling awkwardly, all he could think about was the burning bunch of bulbous burdens currently bulging out of his bumhole. Without a second thought, he made the adventuring party an offer they couldn't refuse. Sign away any knowledge and responsibility for these terrible events, and leave now, never to come back or talk about them again. Not one to look a gift horse in the mouth, even when it is a cow. The party packed up their remaining belongings and said their goodbyes to lovers old and new. When it came to saying his farewells to Gaspard the Spider, Tatty crumbled faster than a week-old dog turd, offering to take his new friend with him on his adventures. As the gnome packed the spider away in his bag, one could almost hear Gaspard calling Tatty by his new nickname, Daddy Longlegs. So, <laughs> off the party set, strolling up the road, enjoying their newfound freedom and taping in deep lungfuls of fresh coastal air as the warm rays of sun beat down on them. It only took five minutes before Belsiar got tired of walking and suggested that they steal a passing coach and horses, seemingly the prison life taking a little while to fully leave the Dragonborn. And it was honestly only at this point that they realised that the Kenku, Squawk, had come with them. Having initially intended to walk round the headland to Port Zoon, the party soon got bored of Cardio and decided to do an about turn and headed back down the coast to the nearer port city of Nicodranus. On arrival to the coastal port, the party took in their new surroundings, enjoying the hustle and bustle of everyday life that they had been denied for so long. Hanash in particular making a beeline straight for a fishmonger's and partaking in some amateur ceviche. Naturally, the first thing the party wanted to do was to have a good old rest and a much-needed drink, opting to stop at the first inn they could find. Because heaven forbid that anyone could ask for a fucking fantasy version of TripAdvisor and use some discernment. The first inn they stumbled upon was called the Busty Barnacle, and was run by an Aracocra called Civet Cloaca. Finally laying down their burdens, the group started to relax. Hanash booking the honeymoon suite and a deep tissue massage taking his fish for some much-needed one-on-one time upstairs. Celsiar, scratching his thaumaturgical itch, decided to put on a magic show, only narrowly avoiding killing a member of the public. (laughs) An all-round success by his standards. (laughs) And then there was Tatty. But where was he? Certainly not in the inn, that's for sure. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Fuck, those things get longer by the week. Can I make a a character note that Belsiar is now a homebrew crocoborn. So basically once a day, roll a d20. If it's not a natural one, everyone around him in a 50-mile radius just dies. <laughs> Good, yeah. Is that okay? We agreed on that mid Yeah, yeah. He was going to have all the numbers, but I said he had to give one back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking that he just such like a big fart. It's just whether he ignites it or not. Mm. <laughs> Oh, geez. Toxic gas spreads spreads over 2d6 feet. <laughs> so I noted that you have poor eyesight straight on. Like, your eyes are sideways, I think it says. Yeah. So if I crouched in front of you, could I, like, hit you in the nuts without you seeing it coming, is my question. Yeah. You yeah. forget about the eye that he has on his dick. <laughs> oh, I see. He's got a blind I, spot. I have a question. Yeah. Is it alligators or crocodiles where you're supposed to run in a zigzag so that they can't catch you? Because they can only run in one direction. If you zigzag, they can't turn. Yes. 
That's crabs, that isn't it? <laughs> crabs can't if, zigzag. If you're being chased by crabs. What's, what's the one where you punch them on the nose? Sharks. 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 If it's a shark, you play dead. If it's a bear, put, put your hand in down their throat and then they can't breathe. What's the one where you put a finger up their anus? Is that if a crocodile clamps down on you? I think that might just be humans. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you want to do that to humans and they clamp down on you, what you do from the safety of your dungeon is quite up to you, Tatty. I didn't say humans, I said you, mate. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, sticks and stones will break my bones. But words will hurt forever. A finger up the arse will render me incontinent. <laughs> Incontinent or incompetent? That's the question. Right. Anyway, enough of this fucking banter. Let's get on with the fucking podcast. Um, right. So, what you guys don't know is that while Belsiar was having the time of his life entertaining um, people on stage, Mr. Bojangles made a secret message to myself asking if he could slip out of the bar unnoticed. And having rolled appropriately, we now find him walking through the early evening um, streets of Nicodranas. What would you like to do, Tati? Um, so first off, I just want to confirm as well that I did leave probably like two or three gold on the bar to like put towards if, if those guys are um, were still struggling for like funds for a room for the night. Um, you did, yes. Yeah, so I've, I've taken that off my, taken that out of my currency. Is this an Irish um, goodbye? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, what's an Irish goodbye? Yeah, Irish Irish goodbye is the best way to leave a party. So when all your mates are drunk, you just slip out. Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. I was told that there was a church or a temple nearby, um, which was was it Saint Silas. The, oh, that's really good. Bonus XP if you can remember. Come on, note taker. The Blind Pauper Church. Yes! Yeah. What street was it on? Uh, fuck, I didn't write that down. Uh, oh, you were so close I to almost, getting one I almost grid. did. Sorry. All right. So, yes, as Tatty makes his way out of the bar, thinking back, he smiles gleefully as he remembers leaving gold on the bar so that the rest of you can carry on your night's revelry, except Hanash, who we will pan back to in a minute, who's currently uh, in the honeymoon suite. Uh, Tati, you make your way down the road. It's early evening. There's a nice warmth to the evening, and you can feel um, the air kind of just its nice. It's, it's, a, it's a breeze to it because it's off the coast. You can smell the spices of the local merchants. You can hear the calls of the merchants who are currently taking down their um, market stalls, hammering out the poles and pegs as you uh, wander down trying to find Fox Street, which is where the church was left. Uh, I'm taking taking some big old swigs from my hip flask at the same time. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want me to roll to try and find this church. Well, say for the for the sake of speeding things along, you um, hail down a very burly-looking merchant who's currently got a mallet hammering wooden pegs out of the pole that was holding up the front of his awning, and uh, you ask him where Fox Street is. As he directs you towards it, you make your way weaving through the rat's nest worth of um, streets and alleys. As you come down an ever-thinning, winding alley, you walk past it at first, and it's only as you walk back you notice the stream of 
um, poor and destitute people who lie crouched at the entranceway to an alley. As you make your way down the alley, you see small, very underwhelming wooden doors which are open. And as you make your way down the stone steps and through the small wooden doors, you make your way into a very beautiful, very old church. Uh, it's multi-purpose church. It's currently being used the equivalent of a soup kitchen with meals being handed out to the poor and destitute. But it has all the other hallmarks of a church. It has pews, it has pillars, has aisles and naves, it has stained glass windows. And you can see the low patter of voices of people who are hungrily break, um, breaking warm bread and eating much needed meals. Okay. Um, I guess uh, Tati will, will walk over and just sit in, if there's like, um, an aisle with like seats and pews on yeah. it. Tati will yeah. just just walk up and sit on his own, um, and just probably have a couple more swigs. Try and you now try and shake something loose in his in his old old brain box. Um, he'll probably drop a little bit of just a, a a little bit of coin in like a donations box if it's going round. As you drop a couple of copper pieces into a donation box, you hear a very old voice behind you. And as you turn around, you see a wizened old lady who's in religious garb, dressed a little bit like a nun. She looks old and frail. She looks a little bit like if um, somebody desiccated Dolly Parton and sucked all of the fluid out of her. She's mostly made of ball sack material, but she seems to have a warm smile for you. As uh, you hear a little voice say, it is much appreciated. Thank you very much. No problem. What brings you here to this uh, church? I guess, um, I mean, I've never really, I, I guess Tati feels a little bit uncomfortable at this point. He didn't really, like, he didn't really know what he was going to do once he got here. Um, he just says, yeah, I've been feeling a little bit, a little bit lost lately. Um, feeling like I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, so, I, I mean, I've never really reached out to gods or anything for, for guidance. Um, I can't really say that I'm doing a particularly good job of it now. Um, but I just thought I'd, I'd find a church and see if I could, um, see if I could shake anything loose in my head. She gives you a warm smile and you see her slightly stained yellow chipped teeth as she breaks out a grin for you as she says, we all stray from the path sooner or later, but it is okay. Uh, may I? And she reaches out and takes your flask off you and has a cheeky swig of it. And she is like, each and every one of us needs a helping hand to get back onto the path sooner or later. She picks up your hand in hers. You feel, despite the fact she's frail and bony, you can see her knuckles standing proud out of her hand. There's a warmth to them. As she takes your broken and distended, shortened even, fingers in hers, she says, Oh, such damage for one so young. What has happened? Um, I mean, how much time you got? Mm, look at me, not enough. Um, <laughs> apologies. Uh, it wasn't meant to be a joke, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, I, uh, I, in my travels, in my adventures, I, I, was, I got caught on the wrong end of a, a nasty trap. And I show her my other hand as well. I can't remember which one still has the, like, pinky on it, but I remember one of them does. Well, if you would like, maybe we could, uh, maybe we could pray for your fingers. Sure, if you, if you think it'll help. Well, it cannot not help, can it? And at the very worst, we will have 
repaid you for your very kind gesture that you put into the donation box. And she grasps you by your hand and she shuffles. You realize she leans on a stick very heavily as she sort of like shuffles down the nave of the church. And she ushers you into a side room. As you open up the door of the side room, she's clearly quite infirm. You want to help her. A smell hits your face. A smell hits your face? No, a smell hits your nose <laughs> as um, you're greeted by a warm and rich smell. And it takes you a moment to work out what the smell is. And then you realize it's dairy. It's rich, warm and creamy. And as you look over, you see somebody with a vat of cheese as they're churning cheese in the corner of the church in a giant press. Uh, churning cheese in the corner of the church. That's such a churning cheese place. in the corner of the church. As you make your way through the room, she takes you into a small chapel at the back. And as you walk into the small chapel, you see various icons of various gods um, and some um, kneeling mats for prayers. As she closes the door behind you and the aroma of the rich, thick, creamy cheese stays in your nose. And we will leave you there for the moment and we will pan back to the rest of the adventuring party. Each of you is currently, we will say, we're going to roll back in time a little bit as each of you is um, in your bedrooms. The only one of you that didn't go back to the communal bunks is Hanash, who's currently in the... Um, Boudoir. You're you're in the wedding suite, which yeah. has a disgustingly rose-petaled, heart-shaped, vibrating bed. As you've been rubbed down by a small tabaxi lady of dubious origins, and you've currently picked all the bones of the fish clean that uh, you bought of the fishmonger. Hi there. I, I asked the the nice person what what their name is. See, well, her name is. She says, um, ah, name is not important, in very broken English. You ain't putting the moves on me, motherfucker. No worries, Tabby. <laughs> <laughs> she wow. looks at you. She does a little kind of curtsy and like a play bow as she just shuffles backwards out of the room. Oh, as, no, uh, she just my back with the fish. <sighs> she gives you a little giggle as a like, <laughs> <laughs> she just backs out of the door and shuts it, and you hear her shuffling off. As you're just left, all oiled up. If you remember, she used the grease off the fish to give you a massage. Uh, you're currently covered in scales, and uh, not in a dragonborn way, but in a kind of um, fish, way. fish way. And um, you currently smell like Captain Birdseye. But the knots, she, she really went to town on the rod, your rod. Uh, <laughs> Easy, pal. Wow. You, you you felt a real release of tension. I mean, the one in his head, you pervert. Um, You're a pervert. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she, she definitely um, ironed out a few knots and creases on you. Uh, you can have a full, you can have a full rest. By the way, if you had, if you were any health points down, you can definitely have this. Is there anything you particularly want to do in the wedding suite? I don't know. I feel all all oiled up with nowhere to go. Um... So can I can I search around like what's in the room? Can I have like a look around like what's to play with? Okay, uh, as you go to get up, you aquaplane off the bed using the oil. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> as I do that, I realize how fun it is, and I do it five more times. <laughs> uh, like like a play slide, 
you're like a slip and slide. You just dive bomb onto the bed repeatedly. Uh, the last time you do that, you knock a lantern off. Uh, make me a <laughs> dexterity saving throw. What was it? What was how, how did we put down that in the first place? Saving throw, okay. Here we go. Oh, no, ignore that one. Uh, five. Five. As time slows down, you watch the candle as it cracks open on the floor. The planking next to the bed lights. is a little gout of flame as the, the fish oil ignites with the paraffin. What are you doing? Oh, so uh, am I a light, or is there some separate oil alive? No, you're not a light. Jesus Christ, it's didn't escalate. I'm giving a fish oil as a well. human torch. Is, is there a trail of fish oil leading from the fire? To <laughs> yeah, it's like Die Hard Two. There's like a there's like a line of jet fuel going off. Um, this is this is like um, yeah, backdraft the uh, salmon edition. Um, there's just a little puddle of flame on the floor currently. You've got an opportunity to, to rescue this. Okay, are we on it? Oh, yeah. Make me a... Oh, God, what's that going to be? Uh, I'm going to say sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck off. Oh, I thought it was a natural one, but it wasn't. It was a seven. Uh, I got eight. Eight. Okay, I'm going to say pissing a small fire out is not a difficult task. So uh, you look around, you look at various things, you look at a vase of water with some fresh cut flowers in, but you remember someone once told you never to throw water on an oil fire. And then um, you realize that pissing on it probably wouldn't be any different to throwing a vase of water on it. So you drop your kecks and just urinate the fire out with a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a strong stream. Uh, it's I'm like not a fire hydrant. Fifteen months, Sam. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been you've been saving it in. It basically there's a frothy, burnt aroma of ammonia in the air. Uh, there's a small discolored patch on the floor, but the good news is the silk bed sheets are in. They're okay. Phew. Thank God. And we're we're gonna we're gonna leave Hanash there, just currently thinking about his deposit. Uh, Maud and Belsia, what are you up to in the communal bunks? Uh, got some lemons and some soap with pubes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember where I got the soap from. It was from um, it was from the prison, I think. Yeah, definitely. you stole it from the penitentiary. That oh wasn't really, yeah, on the way out. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't really a dressing gown to steal, so um, you stole the soap. I guess I'll um, I'll have a is there is there is there a bathtub or a sauna or there's a communal bathtub as you make your way into the communal bathroom you look at the bathtub it's got warm water in it but it's a weird shade of brown it's a bit like if you had brothers and sisters and you used to have a you share a bath as kids by the time you're the second or third kid in it's just it's a sea of dead skin and 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 detritus I thought you, I thought you came from the south. I've got a B-Day pal, so fuck off with the rich man vibe, all right? My asshole was spotless as a child. We had a B-Day. But what I'm alluding to here is people who lived in semi-detached houses who shared bars. Not a childhood I grew up with. How do you alienate your audience? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Terribly semi-detached houses aren't good enough anymore. Yeah. Unless you, See, half up, a dark and stormy. unless you grew up with a wood next to your house and frequenting deer, then don't look off. 
It wasn't a wood, it was a coppice, and we also had an orchard. So take your Croydon shit. What did you grow up with? The burning wreck of a Ford Focus next year. <laughs> it was a beetle. <laughs> was it, it a beetle? Was a beetle. Good. Good. This is a... Glad, glad that we've uh, had this. Um, well, I'm just glad that Lewis isn't here to uh, up the ante with uh, his neighbours burning dirty nappies outside the house. Oh, fuck me. Can you imagine an oil drum full of burning nappies? Just part of the course in Norfolk. I, I would like to point out that nobody said that they were children's nappies. Uh, okay, good. We've come a long way as people. Right. <clears throat> wow. And at what point did our viewership plummet? That was a moment. I don't know, man. It's impossible to pinpoint it. <laughs> I can pinpoint it exactly to the point where you suggested that they had to live in a semi, in a fully detached house instead of a block of flats. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't grow up in your own postcode, did you really grow up? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why do you think we're all so immature? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, so Matt, you make your... Ooh, Matt, sorry, we broke the fourth wall. Belsia, you made your way to the communal bathtub and fuck me, it looks grim. It looks like a thin broth rather than bath water. It's been used a few times. It's what we're used to in the, uh, wherever I'm from. Okay, well, you know. I, you, you... I, I welcome the, the, the putrid, <laughs> putridity. It's a rich... I, I'm, 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 I'm making up Dragonborn, uh, Crocodborn lore on the fly, but I think... The richer the the aroma from 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 a bathtub, the more um, pleasing it is for for crocodile. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. A, like a, a a soup or a, a like like a fine blue cheese. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. The more stuffs floating. Yeah, yeah. Spe- speaking of blue cheese, as you stare at the communal bath, a very large portly man walks in in a towel, strips his towel off. And you just see the varicose veins going down his legs as he nods at you, hands you his towel, thinking you're a porter, and just steps into the bath, fully naked. You must be used to this, Matt, with your uh, with your sauna lifestyle. <laughs> I just i i wrap the towel around myself and uh, and say thank you, sir. <laughs> so, as the dragonborn, who is apparently fully clothed, wraps a towel around himself. <laughs> And walks out the bar. Has he still got his magic he... <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, as you make your way out, the fat, portly man in the bath just shakes his head and just says, you can't get the fucking service these days. <laughs> uh, right, is there anything the three of you, as you make... We will come back to you, Chris, don't worry. As the three of you make your way down in the morning, is there anything you would particularly like to do before we pan back to Tatty in the church? There's no. something I want to do in the town, but I can wait until after. Okay. As the three of you come down, you make inquiries with Civic Cloaca about what the uh, breakfast arrangements are. As he tells you, unfortunately, there is not a breakfast buffet, but he is happy to get a selection of warm bread, local cheeses, and the occasional cold cut from last night's menu for you. As, unfortunately, there is only beer and ale for breakfast and no coffee. What? I take out my um, plasma membership card for the um, Order of the Tesla Cloak, and I slide it across the bar. And then he picks it up and looks at it as as someone in Happy Shopper would look at an American Express card, <laughs> and says, 
All right, I don't know what manner of uh, fucking member you are of this order of the Teslet cloak, but uh, unfortunately we don't take that. Well, I shall take my card elsewhere. I think you probably should do, but if you want to help yourself to those there rough cuts. Also, if you could do something about your friend over there, as he points over to the Kenku who's currently curled up in front of the fireplace, who clearly had a late night. Um, I, I look around to see if anyone else is going to do it, and then I just I walk over and I give him a little bit between a nudge and a kick with my foot. Okay. Uh, as he suddenly startles up from his sleep and just says, <laughs> Uh, sits up, spits out a mouthful of feathers and just uh, scuttles off to the toilets. You all set about your breakfast, each of you fairly famished. All of you can give yourself a long rest, reset any kind of conditions that need to be reset with a long rest as we make our way back to Mr. Bojangles in the church of the blind pauper, St. Silas's, with the old lady. What are you doing, sir? Uh, so she kind of uh, took me to where there was. Did you say there was like idols and like a setup for like a few different a few different gods? And there was like a prayer mat almost. I, uh, when I said prayer mats, what I was actually thinking of in my mind were like kneelers. I don't know if you've ever been to an Anglican church, but you get these shitty little. Shit, I apologise to any Anglicans. I didn't mean shitty. What you get is ecumenical uh, little woolen. Normally, someone from the parish has knitted a woolen kneeler. Uh, they're just nice little things so that you don't break well, your knees you. when you pray. Yeah. I, I, I uh, heard it was dead shitty. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm going to... 50% of our listeners are Anglican, Chris. Mm. I'm not fucking with that demographic. <laughs> the Orthodox I, uh, can get in the bin. The Anglicans, I'm, on the other hand. I'm going to ask the um, uh, the nun, priest, whatever she is, uh, I'm just going to ask, is there any particular God that you... you um, pay homage to at this at this church. She leans into you. And she she brings you in, not too close that it's awkward. But she, you ask her what God she prays to you, and she says this chapel is um, devoted to the goddess Chandra, who is um, a two-headed goddess that looks both forwards and backwards into the past and into the future. I'm sorry for a tangent. Did, is it, did I have it in a fever dream, or is, is Lizard Jesus canonical in the Adventurers Anonymous universe? I think, and I could be wrong on this, when you went to the cathedral in the ruins of Melasmir, Hanash smashed up a nativity set. He got really pissy and broken it, and I think there was a Lizard Jesus yes. in there. Yes, just, just checking. I've I got a pretty good memory, but that I may also have made that up for comedic effect. No, I think... Sounds like something Chris Rag would do. Yeah. I'd definitely smash it into it, he said. So, two-headed goddess looking... One looking at the past, one looking at the future. Mm. Um, I'm going to... Um, is, that, is that a god I would have heard of before? Make me a religion check. Only time I've made a religion check. It's a brave new world. Uh, five. I ain't heard shit about five. it. Five. As you think back to your childhood and as we've discussed on previous podcasts your childhood was far from traditional and far from warm you vaguely remember your mother patty bojangles who used to sit you on her knee and tell you stories but um none of these uh, chandra doesn't really come up in any of the sort of folklore and and kind of 
fairy tales, you know, nice stories that your mum told you as a kid. Um, mm. So, no. But the, the old lady gathers you in and pulls you down, not in a sexy way, onto the kneelers, and she says, you have not told me your name yet. Oh, I'm uh, Tatty, Tatty Bojangles. Ah, yes. I am Petunia, Petunia Peronius. I am the abbess here in the church. It is our job to help the poor. I have devoted my life to helping the poor, the sick, and the needy. <sighs> we see many like you who come through here, people who just need a little nudge back onto the path. But you're a very kind donation. I think maybe if you would like, we could um, pray for you. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm following your lead. I um, I mean, I've I've heard about I've heard about some of the gods in my uh, in my travels, but I've I, I must admit I've never heard of never heard of Chandra before. So um, yeah, I'll I'll follow your lead. As you give your consent, and it's very important to always get consent when attempting a spiritual healing, um, a bit like GDPR. Uh, you give consent for the healing. She rings a little bell. You're not sure where she gets the bell from. She pulls it from out of her um, abbess's sleeve and rings a little bell and then secretes it back up her sleeve as various little minions scuttle out of shadows that you didn't realize were there in the darkness and various people who are in garbs all come round and all lay hands on you. Now, at first, you feel awkward as they start chanting and mumbling singing in tantric kind of songs, but soon you feel a warmth drift over you as you feel the warmth right from your distended toes all the way up through your ankles, through your thighs, your calves, your crotch, and up through your midriff, you feel a warmth rise as you drift off into a dream world. You feel yourself floating in a spiritual waters and you start having these really deep visions it's like you're in something soft and creamy as you float and you see these visions in front of you. One is a fire. One is like a hot fire. One is like a cool breeze. One is like a dry earth. Uh, one is cold to the touch, like ice. As you feel these sensations coursing through your fingers, at first you think nothing of it and then you realize what you're feeling it is through your fingers as you float away on this thick, creamy, rich river, <laughs> as slowly as though descending off the edge of a waterfall, you come back into the light as with a sudden gasp, you pull in a lungful of air and look up and you look at all of the people around you and you realize you've shouted out and everybody has um, stood back in shock. As you look down, you see now your fingers are healed. Your fingers have returned back to their full length and their full size. As you look at them, you realize they're wet. As you realize tears are rolling down your cheeks and dripping off your chin and the water is splashing onto your fully healed hands. You're already on your knees, otherwise you probably would have fallen over. Uh, as everybody stands back in amazement and there's a sort of hushed awe. And that's where we're going to leave Tatty, and we're going to pick up with everyone else. What does everyone else want to do? So I also think I want to get to a church. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to get your penis prayed for. 
Well, I've got a chaos god inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about him or her. I don't know. But I like the, I like the way it's an equal opportunities chaos god. I don't know if this you, you might need a mega church for your yeah. Family. Oh yeah, like I. I also you, you go to a Pentecostal mega church in a warehouse with a trendy youth pastor. <laughs> it's the, it's the only way you're going to get rid of that fucker. I don't get rid of it. I want to lean into it. <laughs> oh right. Okay. 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 Uh, right. So as each of you wolfs down your ample breakfast of cold cut meats, locally sourced cheeses, all of which have a neutral carbon footprint, and freshly <clears throat> baked bread, you find out that Tatty is fully paid up for all of your frivolities last night and for your breakfast this morning. Can I make a complaint? What's that? What's that? Uh, can I make a complaint? I I, uh, I told the bartender that like, uh, while I was getting massaged, I, I, I had a lovely massage. It was really nice. And I got up and you know what? She'd only gone and pissed while she was getting me a massage. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't really smell anything because of all the lavender and stuff. Got up, there it was. Piss next to my bed. As you say this, so this pans out narratively as um, you make your way to the bar. You're actually returning the plate. So as you return the plates to the bar, uh, Civic Cloaca, who's currently got an apron on, and you see him polishing some glasses, looks up, smiles at you through his owl face, as as easily as you can smile with a beak. I'm not sure how you do it, but he did. And um, <laughs> you you smile at him and you explain your criticism and you tell him that um, she pissed on the floor. As he looks sideways at her, she's down the other end of the bar chopping up little bits of fruit to go in cocktails. As he scowls at her, she just smiles back. She clearly doesn't speak much English. I, I smile back at her. Yeah, you, you, you just scowl at each other as she carries on chopping bits of lime to put in cocktails later on as um, he looks at you. You think this isn't the first time someone's complained as he slides a single silver piece slowly <laughs> and painfully with a, one finger across the bar back towards you. I say, muchas gracias, por favor. He doesn't speak. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, yep, as, as you take the, the silver piece, you... you, you secrete it on your being somewhere god only knows uh what are the three of you aristobulus at this point wakes up from behind the speaker stack on the stage stretches yawns uh like cracks a knot out of his back sits down at the table and starts eating some meat off the um kenku's plate as the kenku slaps him away with a hand can i get paid for my magic show because i think the original deal was like room and board for a magic show but if Tazzy's paying for it anyway, I'd, I'd like money. As you make your way to the bar, you see the barman's got a bit of a defensive stance on him. He's clearly tired. He's just been complained to about the quality of service. As you ask him for payment, he sighs and you see his body language sink a little bit as he's like, all right, look, we're not exactly on the best of terms right now financially, so uh, would you accept this? As he just reaches into a box of shitty bottles at the back and just pulls out this amazing-looking mystical bottle of creme de menthe and just hands it to you. I get really excited, and I'm like, yes, this will do. All right, just be real careful with that. That's double strength creme de menthe. Got it off a warlock. Oh, I'll be careful. 
All right. You don't drink all that at once. It's bad shit. Can I um, ask the bartender what shops uh, in this lovely port town? He looks at you. He's like, all right. Not fucking complaining now, are you? Want me to be your fucking concierge? Well, no. You, you know, I just gave you some feedback and you were very pleasant to me. I'm just you know, trying, to, trying to be nice. All right. What kind of shit do you want? Uh, I don't know. I, I like magic shit. I like armor shit. I love weapon shit. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, there's an armor. Of course, there's a magic shop. There's a fly fishing shop. There's a fucking butcher's. I mean, there's fucking everything you want. If you want uh, an armor, there's an armor just around the corner that's run by Mr. Neeps. And Mr. Neeps is the best fucking armor you ever met. Also, tell him my name. He'll give you a 5% discount. Uh, what else did you want? You wanted a uh, magic shop. Don't want to be rude, but you don't look like a man who likes his magic. He looks over at the dragonborn in wizard's robes. He's like, that looks like a man who likes his magic. I say I've got a lot of magic in me, mate. So <laughs> it's not all on the outside, is it? Think, think, <laughs> mate. Anyway, if you want to go to a magic shop, there's a magic shop four doors down on the right. It's run by Livermore. I ain't got no discount there. Me and Magic don't like each other. I stay well away from that thermatological bullshit. Uh, all right. And also, if you want a boat tour, go down to the docks. There's a brilliant boat tour, and he hands you a leaflet, and it says, Captain James P. Jibberstop's Boat Tours. Because he's like, you want yourself a boat tour? Go get one off him. He's got one of those fancy fucking boats that comes onto land, and then it goes into the sea. Has he got a glass bottom? I don't know if he's got a glass bottom. <laughs> I've not quite rightly seen his undercarriage. But he's got a fleshy bottom. <laughs> I think he might have fought in the wars and now he's got a glass bottom. As you all look over, you see Maud asleep in her breakfast. Maud, as you wake up from your breakfast with a piece of dried meat stuck to the side of your face, what are you I, doing? As I wake up, I'd like to slowly, slowly acknowledge my surroundings. And then I would like to slowly move the piece of meat with my tongue from my cheek into my mouth and I'll, I'll sit there for a couple of minutes just enjoying the, the, the nice warm surroundings. We've been in a, a prison beforehand and this is nicer surroundings. Amazing. And um, so, uh, Belsia, as you look over at her, you see her just sit bolt upright with a look of shock on her face. She's got a piece of dried meat slapped to her face as you're about to tell her as this tongue like a chameleon darts out, grabs it <laughs> off her eyebrow and yanks it back into her mouth quicker than you can say chimichangas. Um, as each of you feels a kind of warmth and completeness, um, I'm, sounds like you'd like to go shopping. Is that a consensus of the group? I'd like to shop, but um, I'm good to not go to every shop if people want to go okay. quicker. From a DMing point of view, I salute you for not making me invent 450 different characters, which naturally I was ready for. I've got characters coming out my arsehole. Right, Tatty, how and what, before we go for a drinks break, 
what how would you like to try and link these two parts of the story back up or i can do it for you as you sit in amazement at the church you realize time has passed and it's now the morning as you see the morning rays bursting through the stained glass windows as you look down for the first time you see fingernails and you've not seen fingernails in a long time i've got such beautiful fingernails um i um i i noticing that it is now morning um i will very quickly thank uh petunia and and any other of the of her minions that are just kind of like hanging around um i'll kind of make a mental note to learn more about chandra as a, a goddess of like the past and the future um sounds like the kind of thing that i could actually learn a little bit about um and i'll i'll offer to make another donation as a um um to to essentially pay for what they've done um before saying that i need to i need to hurry back to my companions as you wipe the tears from your eyes of just tears of joy and relief you walk back over to um, Petunia Perineus, the wizened abbess of the uh, convent uh, or come church, and um, you push, not that kind of come, I come, meant the Latin, meant the Latin version of come, you son of a bitch, not the ejaculate. Jesus Christ, this is highbrow. Um, as you go to press the gold piece into her hand which seems like short change to pay for your hand and fingers back she grabs you by your hand pulls you in close and there's a look of concern on her face as she says you saw it didn't you you felt something yeah it was, it was a little bit spotty um i it saw fire spotty. what did you see and you see she's now starting to get a little bit nervous um it's kind of hard to to pass it out but i i saw fire um i saw kind of lingering frost and ice um cold earth a fourth thing that i can't remember that is four things ice fire earth and wind wind that was it makes sense (sighs) she goes pale in the face she's like was there cheese as well i think i was swimming in cheese She's like, she looks at you dead set in the face. There's a pallidness to her. She said, in all seriousness, did you see a fifth thing? Uh, I don't think I did. I think it was just like the the sea of, the dairy sea pushed me off the like waterfall bit. And that was when I came, that was when I came out of it, wasn't it? She holds you close and she said, I have been an abbess for 50 years. I have worked my entire career. I have never had an experience quite like the one that you have had. What does it what does it mean? You saw the four Emmentals. She looks at you and says <laughs> We practice tyromancy here. You saw the man looking into the future in the pot of cheese through the other room. We have devoted our entire lives to looking after the poor, praying to Chandra to look into the future for a glimpse of the fifth Emmental. I think maybe you have been close. I saw, I saw the four Emmentals that that correspond with with the four elements. I guess you would say. Um, I don't believe I saw a fifth a fifth Emmental. <laughs> would you come back and spend more time here? Maybe if we pray again. 
I cannot with great conscience let you go. You may be the key to the fifth emmentile, but go with my blessing and your fingers. Thank you. But please come back. I will. Thank you. And she touches the side of your face with her bony hand, and you feel a real warmth and affection. Bless Chandra, for she has smiled down on you upon this day. As you make your way back through the door, you look, and there are just people praying over vats of cheese. As you make your way back into the church hall, as you see various poor and destitute people of all different races, they clearly don't discriminate. Man, woman, child, dwarf, elf, Aracocra, the whole shaboodle are here, all of them partaking in one meal. As you make your way back out of the doors, you rush your way almost with a skip. It's like singing zippity doodah out of your asshole. As you look down at your hands, which are just overjoyed, you make your way back to the front of the busty barnacle. You're about to plough through the door as you slam into the front of Hanash, who is leaving. Oh, yes. We remember you. <laughs> we were looking for you. Yeah, landing on your ass, you look over at Belsiar, who's got a towel wrapped around him, and that is where we're going to pause for a drinks break. Nice. Do you have any fucking idea how long I've been trying to get you to get to the four Emmentals? Now? Probably about two years. Yeah, nearly two years. Probably before you met us. Yeah. Is Belser going to blow his nut on here in this? <laughs> oh, yes. A religion based on pyromancy? I've been scattering seeds across the landscape for years for you fuckers <laughs> to try and get to your end game. Even though you say that, I don't remember anything about no cheese church. No. I think you should have led with the puns and we would have got there immediately. It's not a pun, it's someone's religion. It's definitely a pun. Some people have Do they annoy you with a mini baby yeah. girl? There it is. Did in in the beginning did God create Edam and Eve? Matt <laughs> 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 wins, everyone fuck off to bed. Yes, can someone note that Matt gets an extra has twenty points XP for terrible from our show? It's called Edam and Eve. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got. Damn Steve! Give me five minutes. He's got more. He's got more. I can feel it. Give me five minutes. Give me a drinks break. I'll, 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 there you go. I'll come back with ten more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, drinks break. Drinks break. Drinks break. Right. While we're just delaying, do you all want to just be concreting in your mind the shit? If we're going to do a second half of shopping, which I am more than happy to do, just have a little think about the kind of things that you'd like to buy. Yeah. That would make my life much easier that, than you going through the I don't know what there is to buy. <laughs> I like to browse. To be honest, like, I, I just want to... I, I kind of... Or am I asking them about the green thing in my chest if they can like point me in a direction where I can maybe find out more about it? I've got a magical stone in me. And I, want I to love know. this metagaming. You you look down at the little gnome and you realise he's been healed and suddenly everybody wants in on this miracle. No, I said this at the end of the last one that I wanted yeah, to. Yeah. I said I said this episodes ago. I, I self-play in character knowing full well. Ever since you shoveled the green warp stone into the front of your face. You've. I forgot about it until like I, I my like when the doctor said, "Is there anything wrong with you?" And I told him about my chaos monster. And, and it's, it's true. This is my yeah, chaos yeah, yeah, yeah. monster. 
His name is Larry. Is there anything wrong with you? I've got a growth the size of a watermelon on my left testicle. But other than that, yeah, absolutely <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um, right. It took a little bit longer than we thought, but then, then again, judging by the strength of these cocktails, I probably needed a little bit longer. Uh, my piss is currently like rocket fuel, no doubt, but it is, they are good cocktails. We are half the way through a bottle of Kraken. <laughs> um, right. Good. Right. Bringing us back in. We are going to, to go shopping. We, uh, could, we could go to a, we could go to some kind of like magic shop, I guess. And, uh, uh, and they, they, they'd probably be good at like identifying it. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't want to like take away everyone's time if no one else wants to go shopping there. Oh, that's good. Can I? Ah, do, I'm down to shop lift, but I'm not there. Oh yeah. I was going to say, can I do some anti-chopping? i.e. stealing stuff. You've only just got out of fucking prison. You're already uh, trying to get yourself back. Got no money. I've learned new skills. We've all learned. We've all we've all come out of prison more rounded. The, the and... system works, guys. You go into prison, you learn skills while you're in prison. You come out and you use those skills. Yeah. And probably go back to prison. It's but mostly those skills are like sodomy and woodcraft. <laughs> those are the only two things that anyone learns in prison. Is that, is that the name of the uh, inn? <laughs> sodomy and woodcraft. Sodomy and woodcraft is either the name of the inn or the episode. Or it's a new detective drama. I can't decide. <laughs> Carl, Carl Sodomy and, and... John Woodcraft. And John yeah. Woodcraft. Carl Sodomy and John Woodcraft. In, in I'm going to write that down. I'm just going to pause the episode and write down Carl Sodomy. It's a new ITV for this drama. <laughs> and John, Woodcraft. Don, Woodcraft. Don, Woodcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don, Don Woodcraft I mean if we ever got t-shirts made we've got Carl Sodomy and Don Woodcraft detectives at large right good so we're going to pan back it's early-ish morning the adventuring party are buoyed up from their ample breakfast of cold cuts, warm bread, and locally sourced cheese with a zero carbon footprint. As you burst through the front doors of the inn, Hanash at the front, almost in a conga line, you smash into the little gnome who dumps down onto the warm morning tiles, tiles? Cobbles of the street. As you look down at the gnome, something seems wrong as you hear a voice piping up from the back as Aristobulus is like, Ah, great, the fucker's only gone and got his hands healed. I could have done that for you, and quite frankly, your lack of faith in my faith I find deeply disturbing. Um, Fuck off you, Muppet. I heard that. Your faith is uh, hilarious and the source of much entertainment, but it wasn't the... I don't think think it was the kind of faith that would have healed these hands in the night. My faith is a journey. It's personal to me. And it has kept me warm in the darkest hours of my life. I don't think you... Also, have you been crying? You look like you've been crying. I have been crying. It was a very moving and emotional experience. Yeah, I bet it was. Did you let the priest touch you? No. She um, she had some of my um, had some of my hip flask, though. Yeah, I bet she, she took a swig of your hip flask. Anyway, right. As uh, Hanash reaches down with his large, green, muscled hand and for the first time grips, a bit like the beginning of Predator, where um, Carl Withers and Arnie do that ridiculous fucking hand grip with their muscles, uh, the giant paw of Hanash grips the hands of the gnome. I do, but I film halfway up and then I feel how clammy it is from like the tears. I go, ew! (laughs) And then I drop him. (laughs) 
And for the second time, the gnome is dumped back onto the cobbles. I make no effort to stop it. I'm in too much of a. I'm in too much of a good mood. As you fall back onto the cobbles, make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, okay. As all of your fingers break. I'm joking. I'm joking. Twenty-three. All of your fingers break at amusing angle. No, I'm joking. Uh, right, as all of you make your way back onto your feet, Hanash, you look over the way and you see the fishmonger putting out his awning as he has a barrel of fresh-cut ice as he's pouring it into the trestle waiting for the fish to arrive. Not that it makes much difference, I'm just painting a picture. Do I detect the smell of camembert off of Tati? Uh, make me a... A perception check. Yay, dice. <laughs> and I'm 25 in. <laughs> uh, 19. 19. As all of you are talking, Tati is literally paying uh, rock, paper, scissors with Hanash. He's so excited to have his <laughs> fingers back. As um, you pick up a certain creamy whiff, there's a... Um, a little fromagey niggling in the back of your nasal passage as you remember a childhood sitting by the fire nibbling on Emmental as your father read a book on thaumaturgy to you. Where did you go for this miracle healing, Tessie? Uh, I went to a church called uh, St. Silas's, the Blind Pauper Church. Uh, they, they worship uh, Chandra, which is uh, a goddess of uh, the past and the future. They do a lot of. You'll love this. They 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 use divination through tyromancy. Maybe you should go have a word. At, at this, I just kind of freeze and I'm like, tyromancy, eh? <laughs> I think I will have a look at this particular church, um, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make my way to the church as, as soon as I can. Are you abandoning the group, or are you making a mental note to make your way to the church? Somewhere in between, like I'm, I'm kind of like <laughs> what? Hopping, hopping back and forth. Like <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to just walk off, but I'm like itching to. to so go. when we go on a night out, and and everyone said, "Let's go ahead of steam," and then you're like, "Well, fuck this, I'm going to go West Street Live," and you turn around <laughs> to look behind you to see if anyone's following you. <laughs> And if no one's following you, you're going to go West Street Live anyway, but you kind of wanted them to follow you. Exactly that. Maud, what are you doing other than being rude going to, West Street to Live. Aristobulus? I'm going to West Street <laughs> Live. <laughs> that's, re- that's, that's really going to translate Absolutely well for our Filipino listeners. Can we, can, we do a, can we do a one-shot in Sheffield? <laughs> ten, ten flaming sambucas to the wind, like with me stilettos in my hand, I am going to West Street Live. <laughs> I say we can we can go back to the church if you want. I can introduce you guys. I think that's a good idea. They love me there. I'm on board. I'm kind of like the I'm kind of like their messiah. <laughs> Get over over cheesing the uh, the pudding there. Over cheesing the pudding. Wow, over cheesing the pudding. Yeah, I um <laughs> I guess I I take them I take them back to um I take them back to the um to the church. Who needs who needs who needs material goods when you've got religion, eh? Are we at the church? Now. No, you're currently on the cobbles outside the front of the inn um, as the um, fishmonger keeps on making eyes at Hanash, trying to get another sail out of him. <laughs> oh, I blow him a kiss and I move on. You buy a fish? I blow him a kiss. Oh, you blow him a kiss, not you buy a fish. Sorry, <laughs> my hearing is terrible. I went to uh, too many open-air raves. 
a kiss isn't going to pay his rent. Also the name of the episode. Right. So as you all have a little huddle, uh, you realise the Kenku's on the outside as Squawks like gives you the international, hey, am I not part of this group kind of vibes. Um, I say, we're going to go to church. You want to come with us? Um, as you head off, you basically pitch the plan to go back to um, St. Silas's. Um, everyone seems really on board and hyped up. I mean, even people who aren't ill. As you pitch your idea to go back to St. Silas's, everyone, even people who aren't really ill, are just in awe of the fact that you've had your fingers healed. Aristobulus is like, uh, my penis has never quite been the same since we used it as a divining rod. I think uh, I might have pulled something in it. So do you think she'll lay hands on? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. You might want to go see a more traditional doctor about that. Like a shrink. Hanash knows a doctor. As um, Hanash, you're a little bit deflated. Clearly you wanted to go shopping. People have done away with your opportunity to do that, but I guess you tag along. I mean, I guess they can still check out your... I want to go to the church in the first place anyway, yeah. so I thought they'd know more about it. So, it me, religion has never I'm, been I'm this happy. popular. I, I've, I've been scouring at Tati for like five minutes, like, like didn't, didn't you wear glasses before? <laughs> Did you get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your nose used to be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I looked at I looked at Maud. Ah, there's dick nose. <laughs> Good old dick nose. <laughs> Maybe Maud, she can heal your dick nose. Maybe she can. Tatty, can you make me an intelligence, straight up intelligence check to see if you can remember the way back? Sure can. Uh, that's a big old eleven. Eleven. You got a pretty good feel. You remember which way the dock was, what side of you the water was when you went down there. So you head off in that direction. You get into the vague vicinity of it. You see a um, you see a stall selling um, freshly cut fruit in little arranged salads that you remember from the way in. But somehow you get lost on the way and you find yourself on the waterfront looking out across the bay and you're pretty sure you're in the vicinity, but not quite. Do I recognise any of the um, any of the people that, that were in the church for free food and stuff? Um, do I recognise any of them walking around the waterfront? Make me a investigation check. Uh, 23. Fuck me. 23, you look and you look and you look and you see tourists, you see merchants, and then finally you zero in on a wizened little mole man with very thick rimmed glasses who's currently hunkered down on the end of the uh, harbour with his feet dangling over the quayside. You think you recognise him? Uh, I'm going to walk over and say, good morning, sir. He looks at you and his eyes are huge and the, these are really, these are like NHS glasses. They're proper fucking thick. He's got giant eyes in them as he's like, all right, how you going? I'm good. How are you doing? All right. What do you want? Uh, I uh, I don't mean to be rude, but I believe I recognize you from uh, from St. Silas's. Uh, the all right, we're practically buds then, are we? What the fuck do you want? I'm I'm very sorry to disturb you. Um, I was. If you're I, here to fucking push your origin on me. I've already had it once today. I'm not interested. No, that's quite all right. T- at this point, Tatty is almost at the end of the the patience that has been restored in him since he had his fingers restored. <laughs> um, he says, um, 
Yeah, I um, I can't seem to find my way back to the church. I was just wondering if you could um, if you could drop me some directions. All right, walk back across the waterfront. You take a first right, and then uh, it's at the end of Fox Street. Thank you very much. You know Fox Street, because it's got a fucking florist on the corner. You know, flowers and shit. Yes, flowers and shit. Thank you very much. A forest, which is a quote from Police Academy, the movie. But there you go. In that exact accent. Uh, (laughs) Yes, Hightower. Yes. said, forest Uh, and shit. I I take the rest of the party, and I, I say, follow me, gang. Let's go get religion. Um, as you all make your way down the pier, you look out, you see the boats on the quayside. There's merchant ships setting out to earn their fortunes in, in lands afar. You see fishing flotillas coming and going, some with burgeoning, bulging um, nets full of fish and some just setting out. You see gulls bobbing on the water as you make your way down the quayside. You see the florist on the corner full of beautiful fresh-cut flowers. As you make your way down Fox Street, you see a door on your left that says St. Silas's and the Church of the Blind Pauper. Just a note on the way there, Belsie, I was singing, hear me there. I'm religion, there's a religion, but just write to himself. Excellent. Nobody knows the <laughs> trouble I see but Chandra. <laughs> Stand outside the door, like religion. This isn't actually the door you remember, but it does. St. Silas is not. Religion, it be religion. It says, want religion? Question mark. Better get it. Be miracle. Yeah. Uh, point people in. As you make your way in, you go down into a dark room um, full of pool tables. There's a couple of kids playing um, board games in the corner, and there appears to be some sort of trestle table with one that's operating as a tuck shop. There's a trendy-looking with the brightest white trainers ever and says, All right, I'm Harvey, the youth pastor. What the fuck are you doing here? You're about twice as too old to be in this youth club. This is a very sweary religion. Yeah. Um... I I <laughs> I narrow my eyes and I say, "Where did what did you do with the church?" All right, the church had just through those double doors. I'm the youth pastor, you twat. As he points to you through the double doors at the back, he's like, "Don't you be talking to none of the teachers. We know you're no mish." Wow. Did he just call you a pedophile? I just I like I have one thousand questions, but I just want pedo gnome. Beetle, beetle gnome. Well, is that all the kids shouting at him? That's <laughs> <laughs> old kid who's just playing pool. Little out to slot in the black ball in a game of pool as he just goes, Pedo gnome. Wow. Some of the dragon ball can get in the shit. Yeah, no, man, yeah. it's fine. It's it's good for Tatty to be dragged down after a high point. Um, I I just Maud, what are you doing in all of this youth pastor? youth club so as i walk through the the double doors i'd like to slam open the doors and i would like to sing very loudly because i'm happy you i knew you were trouble when i walked in really really loudly can you sing that for us please uh, 
or tail flicking four ales for breakfast. Right, give me a performance check, please. Okay. Tune that. Ten. I just logged myself out. Oh well, this is just the content the users were tuning in for. Maud logs herself out. As you all look over at Maud, the life just drains out of her character as she just slumps dead dead on the floor. (laughs) She might have McFlyers. As as she tries to negotiate windows. As a youth pastor runs over with a defibrillator and just starts blasting her. Any second now, she's going to come back to life. Can't even find my character. Oh, here we are. I can't wake up. I know you are you I would have Evanescence and Tay-Tay sing up here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a weird kind of medley, but it's working. Do you know what? I'm not a mashup DJ. I've always wanted to mash up um, some kind of Marilyn Manson song, like Tainted Love and uh, Umbop by Hansen, so that you could have Marilyn Hansen. I reckon that would be the Sweetie greatest Love fucking mashup. Sweetie Love is not by Marilyn before. Manson. It's by Soft Cell yeah. or someone like that, but Marilyn Manson did a um, cover of it. Don't write in. It soft. Seriously, wouldn't wouldn't you listen to Marilyn Hansen? No, he's a bad man. Uh, what am I doing? A performance check. All right, performance. <clears throat> Matt's lost twenty XP for performance? not backing yes, me up in that. That's yeah. not, no, I, I I've got nothing against Marilyn Hansen. It's just better as a, an idea than a reality. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah, great. Much much like your friendship. <laughs> That's why you've never been invited <laughs> around for dinner. Wow! Wow! That's <laughs> oh, God. That was worth it. Call 999. <laughs> I said 19. Uh, 19. It's been so long and can't even fucking remember. Oh, yeah, right. As you make your way into the church, luckily, this isn't a parishional church, or if it is, there's not worship going on at the moment. There are lots of, um, is trampy a derogative word? I can never remember. Uh, yes, it is. You can just tell us that you're playing for time if you want, AJ. You don't have to. You know. I'm being descriptive, you cunt. <laughs> right. You Time till cunt. It took us one hour, 38 minutes, 28 <laughs> seconds to cunt. Pretty good for us. Right. Yeah. Um, as you make your way into the inner um, hall of the church, making your way out of the youth area, you see Harvey, the youth pastor, usher you out and close the doors behind you, trying to keep Aristobulus away from a nymph. As um, he closes the door, as um, Maud makes her way into the main church, singing, um, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, as lots of destitute people turn around Bowls of soup and thick-cut tranches of bread close to their mouths as they stare at the tiefling. Bees and all. What bees? My bees. She's got bees on her back. She's She's got got bees back. You thought they were in Port Zoo? They're in in pounds. Oh, shit. Well, that's never making it into the podcast along with the... uh, Right. There you go. The bees are in Port Zoo. No bees. Sorry. No bees. You walk in conspicuously with no bees. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's still around saying, where are the bees? Sorry, you had to buzz yourself in. There were no bees. There you go. The jokes just get worse. Uh, right, there were no bees. Well sorry, done. the bees were. The bees are currently. 
for those who care, the bees are currently with Barbara in Port Zune in a um, yeah. animal sanctuary. I'm just going to say, I'm going to walk in and see if I can see Petunia. Make me a perception check. Bet she wasn't real. <laughs> She's just a fever dream. Yeah. As Tatty wakes up in a bunk in the inn mm-hmm. with a with a <laughs> giant ogre, <laughs> looking at the stumps of her finger. No, it's not a it's not a wanky fever dream. Uh, looking around. Sorry, what number did you get? Twenty three. Twenty three. Fuck you. Looking around, you take in the melange of homeless and destitute. As you look around, you see all kinds of people. Large, small, fat, thin, green, cream. You see them all, uh, but there is no Petunia Perineus. You cannot see it, but you do see various other people from the Order who are scattered around the church hall, handing out piping hot ladlefuls of soup into a bowl or a man with a tray full of steamy, warm, crusty bread. Crusty bread doesn't sound attractive, does it? Maybe crusty is only attractive if you refer to bread. Crusty bread is chef's kiss. Crusty bread's nice. Crusty soup, not so nice. Mm. I like crusty soup. I like, you know, when you put it in the microwave for too long and you get, like, the crust around the outside. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It's like the word moist. Oozing. Oozing. Some things. Mm. Oozing is only good when, it's, uh, when it is a chocolate fondant. Mm. Fondant. What's wrong with you? You cannot pronounce French words. Because it's like I'm you, English. You've got a point. Do you call it a bidet? You do call it a bidet, don't you? A bidet. It's a bidet. Say the, I, word, I say, say the word of the breakfast stuff that we eat occasionally without sounding Chinese. Go on. What do you mean without sounding well, Chinese? Right. It's called a croissant. It's a croissant. I do a croissant. Yeah, what do you call yeah, it? I mean, croissant. croissant. <laughs> well, I mean, that, actually, to be fair, I've I've upset the Filipinos, but the Americans, you do call it a croissant, don't you? I don't know why I'm asking you because you can't reply in real time. But uh, it's a croissant. croissant. I call it a croissant. Oh, one almond croissant. 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 <laughs> We've broken that. <laughs> Croy- no, I can't remember how I would. I ordered one just the other day, and now I can't remember what I said. An mm. almond croissant. croissant. I I'd I say croissant. I think an almond croissant might be like one of my favourite like finds in the last four years. Yeah, mm. really? yeah, they are good. A hazelnut croissant. Oh, see, I've got an A star at GCSE Latin, and I always struggle in sandwich shops when you ask for a panini because the plural of a panini is a paninus. If you were going, if you were declining this it in really Latin, this really is like a very unique struggle. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to lose marks for spelling, punctuation, and grammar whilst do ordering. Struggle, a, do you try and order in Latin? Is that do you order a, a a paninus? Come, um. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine him trying to order in Latin, and suddenly there's an exorcism in the woman behind him, like? <laughs> 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 Just flicking holy vinaigrette at the woman behind me. Yeah. Well, these, these are Very problems that I'm sure our listeners can really to, to you. Hey, I'm, I'm not right. I shit you not. I got chased by peacocks on the weekend. And <laughs> Chanel is witness it, it, to that. Actually, no. It I was got a peahen. The, 
Yeah, the cocks were down with me. The hens were not. The hens got real pissy. I got chased off by a bunch of pea hens. I can see the headline now. <coughs> AJ, down with cocks, hates women. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. The, the cocks were cool. The hens were not. That's what I'm saying. AJ, cool with cocks. Women, not so yeah. much. I think they can sense the energy is... Anyway, right. Good. So what have we established here? <laughs> What have we established this here? This might being, be one you know, of the first times that we've ever gone truly, truly off the rails and then gone further off the rails from that. I'm amazed it's taken two years to get to this That's because I've drunk half a fucking bottle of crack. <laughs> this is what happens when the DM is on specialist okay. cocktails. It's, it's, um, it's them alcoholic mixers that are yeah. in your ass. Yeah. Oh, try... God, yeah, most of the Kraken's at the bottom as well. you got to try oh. Rum and Hogarden. That, oh. shit'll, that shit'll knock you off your feet. Um, Rum and Hogarden. Chris, are you are you hovering over the mic like a goblin? Yeah. Wow. That's what I do. It's my, for, uh, for what the user can't see, Chris currently has his knees under his chin and he's perched on top of his seat. Okay, right. Come on, we've got to get this shit going. I grab a piece of bread and dunk it in someone's bowl of soup that they're already oh. holding. The poorest piss I can find. <laughs> Okay. Um, make me a right, and this is one of those moments as a DM. You go to DM school, and um, you learn all the lessons. You do your time. You take your exams, but no one ever fucking teaches you what to do when somebody wants to dunk their baguette in someone else's soup using force. <laughs> it's tough. All right, so I'm looking down the list of things, and I'm thinking to myself. Um, acrobatics. There's, there's, there's no handbook this, is there? <laughs> Persua- He's not using persuasion. He's not using self. It's if it goes wrong, he might be using survival. Um, I tell you what. Could you make me a straight up? You're not asking him, are you? No. You're just demanding your. Yeah. Right. It's- Oh, I'm not even demanding. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to. He's there. I'm nice make me time. an intimidation check. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pure intimidation. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, Upon my means base. Yeah, <laughs> you see the biggest, hardest, most scarred, ginger-looking barbarian you can find who's currently sitting with a miniature bowl in the palm of his hand and a fork between his thumb and forefinger. You look at him, without breaking eye contact, you take half a baguette off a tray and just dunk it into his soup. And due to physics, the soup just rises out of the bowl, up the shaft of the baguette, and he's left with an empty bowl as you just take the moist baguette full of chicken broth and just start chowing down on it as you walk away. Right, no, I don't walk away. I realise that I don't like the taste of it, and I spit out back in the bowl, and then throw the bread <laughs> on the floor. And again, you're not really taking any regard of the man who's staring at you non plused, which is a French word, Chanel. And, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Why, why, why don't you again make an intimidation make... see if anybody explodes some demons? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Carpe diem. Yeah. Seizing that day. Etc. Pro quo. I got a six. Exactly. I assume it goes very well. Mea culpa. 
Right, good. Another Latin word. Um, right, maybe another intimidation check. Six. <laughs> the first manoeuvre went down okay. Uh, you, you, for those of our listeners who are of scientific mind, Hanash used capillary action to take soup out of a bowl using half a baguette from an area of high concentration of soup to an area of low concentration of soup, walking off with a tube of soup in bread form. Chowing Mm. down on it, he realized that the quality of soup was not up to the quality that he wanted. Going to hack up back into the bowl, his aim was off and you spit directly into the barbarian's face. A globule of chicken broth dripping like a warm tear down the front of the ginger barbarian's face. As you see his rope muscles on his arm shake as the bowl shatters in his hand, shards of pottery flying in all directions. As you stand in front of him holding a flaccid tube of soup bread, he stands in front of you. Even he is slightly taller than you as he looks down the brow of his nose at you. And that is where we're going to pause this week's episode. Oh. Oh. Nice. Yeah, there's only so far we can, we can, we can drive a train that's, that's gone so far off the rails. <laughs> I mean, this is like the Paddington Rail disaster. <laughs> and again, if we haven't alienated enough people, we're very sorry if, you know... If you're still listening, um, yeah... You, you, I think every sentence over the last half an hour was AJ saying, sorry, listeners, please stick around. <laughs> Hey, I'm not the one who fucked over the Vatican by making cheap shot Latin jokes. Class uh, Don't mess with the Vatican. <laughs> right. Seriously, don't. So, yeah. before we end this week's episode, I would just like to put a poll out to the listeners. I don't know how many listeners ever make it to the end of the episode. But what we're going to do, we're going to have ourselves a competition. We're going to get some limited edition stock made. I don't know what it is yet. It might be a beanie hat. It might be a, a, a bag of some sort, like a, like a small fabric carry-on bag. Thank you very much, Chanel. I knew I could do. We're going to get this made. What we need from you, we're going to ask you the name of the fictional detectives that we created. And the answer is Carl Sodomy and Don Woodcroft. <laughs> if you... <laughs> want to give us that answer, you will be entered into the chance to win a limited edition Adventurers Anonymous <laughs> tote bag and or beanie hat. Sweet. All right. So the answer is Carl Sodomy and Don Woodcraft. I want to see, in my head, I don't know if it makes sense, but I want to see, like, it, it's a 90s intro to the to the TV series, and it's just, it's kind of blue, and there's, like, clips from the show, but the words sodomy and woodcraft are like going across the screen in different directions. Have it, I don't know, I, it's I'm like there. botters or something like that. It's very Cagney yeah, and Lacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Cagney and Lacey. Um, when you say woodcraft, I don't know why. I always imagine, you know, in the porn industry where you get fluffers, I always imagine woodcraft is like what they have to train as. That's what they, that's what they put on their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> what else do they use fluffers for? Uh, blowing cocaine up someone's oh. ass, isn't that fluffing? It's, it's not like animal husbandry. <laughs> no, that's blowing a hamster up someone's ass. Um, Hello, Richard Gere. <laughs> leave Richard Gere out of this. What's wrong with Richard he Gere? He likes hamsters up his bum. 
Great, because if we haven't already been sued by the Philippines, Thomas the Tank Engine, Elton John's estate, we're now going to be fucking Richard Gere, the famous Buddhist, is going to come after us. He's one Great. of our, our top listeners. Richard Gere. Yeah. yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Right, that's about all we can hope to achieve for one episode. Um, we've dealt with some difficult topics this week. If you've been affected by anything that we've said in this week's episode, um, please reach out to Chris Neal on Twitter. He will be happy to talk to you. Or seek more professional help than me. It's yeah. Either way, I'm, I'm good with I'm good with either. Okay, right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for uh, another round of improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry, and we will see you soon. Hello, pod. It's just me again. Well, that meandered around all over the place, didn't it? I blame the cocktails. They led me astray. Thanks so much for swinging by again this week. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now then, assuming you've made it this far, why not hit that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? Better yet, you can give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on and help spread the word of our misadventures far and wide. As we mentioned at the top of the show, if you fancy supporting the podcast, why not head over to our merch store on our website and treat yourself to some retail therapy. You can find that on our website under the merch heading. The eagle-eared amongst you spotted that we dropped a competition in this week's episode to win yourself some free goodies. So, for your chance to win, simply follow us on Twitter, slide into our DMs, and tell us the name of the two fictional detectives we accidentally made up in this week's episode. It's that simple. Good luck. All of our latest news and updates can be found on the socials. We're on Twitter at Adventurers A-N-O number one. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and as mentioned at Adventurers-Anonymous.com. So that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Raggy, Chris, Matt, Chanel and myself. We'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.